Hi, this is Paul Taylor, one of the co-hosts of the Career Boosters podcast. Are you ready to supercharge your career? Introducing the Career Boosters, the podcast that'll take your professional journey to the next level. We've got the success secrets, the latest trends, and essential skills to propel your career forward. No matter where you are in your journey, we've got you covered. Your dream career is just one listen away. Let's make it happen. So being yourself, try to, uh, we go a bit in storytelling, in that case, just telling a story, it doesn't matter if it's fun or something you like. If someone sees passion in what you're saying, they are going to be into the conversation. Hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? How about this weather we're having? Welcome to the Career Boosters podcast and this week's topic, networking. What a word. We're trying to reframe this for MBA students and make it more about building relationships. Today, we welcome Jerry Perez, a first-year MBA student from Mexico, and we introduce this concept of networking to him and his peers. We spoke about networking and really any interaction you have with someone. From one-to-one -one coffee chats, sitting with classmates and discussing work, life, and so much more, doing information gathering interviews, and yes, even attending those networking events with thousands of attendees. There's small talk, conversation, thanking the person for their time, and following up, and so much more. We covered all of this in class, to topics for small talk, asking great open-ended questions in the conversation, how to follow up, and how to maintain the relationships. In 2024, this is so important and honestly, one of the great ways to build your professional brand and your professional network. We cannot wait to dive into this topic with Jerry from how this is different in Mexico to his lessons learned. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us today. And I get to start with the first question. What's the story behind your decision to embark on an MPA journey right now? Um, hello, Paul and Tiffany. Thanks first for having me. And what took me to the MBA is that when I was graduating from business creation and development, I was taking my last classes and I was not sure what to do. Everyone was going through their own entrepreneurship project until I got to my consulting classes. That's when I really liked the idea of helping other people solve problems that perhaps they are not even aware of. Once I graduated, I got the opportunity to work with different people, different businesses, and different sectors. I got to learn a lot about them. Something that took me to the MBA after that is the realization that everyone does things a bit different. The way you do things in Mexico will be different here in Canada, and I believe the opportunity of going abroad to study would give me the opportunity to learn and improve on my work and what I can do. I believe this is a good place to start and stay to work for a while. I really love the few words that you just used of everybody does things a little bit different because I think it's really applicable to what we're talking about today. This big, scary word of networking, the less scary phrase of perhaps relationship building, but it's true that everybody does that, whatever you want to call it, we do it differently. And I'm so excited to hear how you do it, how you've experienced it from your kind of diverse background and experience so that maybe we can offer a few different ways to do this or to think about this or to improve at this skill set. So tell me a little bit about where we started when you started your MBA. 
in orientation back in, I don't even know if you can remember that. That was a while ago now. <laughs> End of <laughs> August, September. We talked about networking then. What was your baseline? What experience did you have with that term? Honestly, when I first arrived here and I started hearing the networking word, what I could picture is a group of people dressed up, talking about their work, talking about their own specific sector. Not anyone, not really happy to be sure there, like everyone a bit nervous, perhaps. The reality is that as I went through the MBA, I had a different experience, just realizing that networking is not only about being inside this conference room and talking with these people about the profession, but just building a relationship with someone. When I first arrived to here to Canada, I got to see all my peers, my cohort. Everyone was kind of nervous, meeting new people, starting a new experience. And the reality is that where they come from, why they are here, everyone has their reasons. It's something that most of them will, will want to share, but is this nervousness that stops them and perhaps hinders the interactions? Well, in order to improve the relationships today, now seeing after the class with Paul, I felt that it's more of a natural thing, a natural process to get to know someone. My perspective, how that's how it has changed over time. It's more about getting to know someone and just building a network of support with people from different backgrounds, different places. And again, with different experiences, someone to something to teach you something new. So for you and your cohort, the reality is networking started on day one. It started the minute that you all walked in and met each other. That truly, that's when relationships started to develop. Tell me why that's been an important part of your MBA. I think networking is important just to open opportunities, to socialize with someone, allows you to learn something about them. Everyone can teach you something. That's actually something very interesting that whenever you are having a conversation with someone, if you try to go into what they like, what they do, you are going to find something new about that person. And maybe it's something that you can apply to, to your everyday interactions. And again, networking shouldn't be just about getting a profession or looking to get into a specific sector, but just actually talking to people and getting to know what they're thinking at the moment, because perhaps they are not saying it, but everyone's thinking the same thing. There's a big elephant in the room and maybe no one's talking about it out of, I don't know, blindness, anxiety. And I think it's important to listen to that in, in my cohort Again, with everyone from different backgrounds and doing so many different things, I have learned a lot about them. There are so many nuggets in what you just said. I could probably double click slash underline every single one of them. What I want to highlight is that you talked about networking actually being about getting to know people that are probably the closest to you. When the misnomer is that networking is how we get out a few layers away from ourselves. And that gets scary and anxiety creating. You talked about starting with the people that are closest to you. And I know Paul talked about that in class, that that is often where your greatest network is and starts. And then you talked about doing it in an authentic way. You have to build relationships in a way that's authentic to you. Otherwise it comes across as fake. It comes across like you have an agenda. It comes across as stuffy. 
So what's authentic to Jerry? How does Jerry connect with people? I actually been thinking about it, especially since the end of last semester. And truthfully, one of well, one of my friends told me about it. She told me that if I try to reach someone with a specific purpose, a specific question, something similar, I come across as someone, as you just said, uh, a bit robotic, maybe that I really haven't done. And that is not the way I feel because it gets it gets me even more stressful and I feel like the other people can see it. What works for me is just getting a person or the other person I'm talking to to start a conversation about what they like, what they do. Some of the times, the best way to start this is just asking the most simple question, just trying to start a conversation with something easy, something they can build upon, trying not to catch them off guard, because sometimes if you go too professional too fast, the reality is that maybe they are not ready for that question. Maybe they cannot answer it. If you want to actually start talking with someone and see what they are up to and what they are thinking, I feel like the best way to do it is to let them go over it and start talking about what they like. I'm going to add something in there, Jerry. I think this is an observation. Now, for a little bit of context, every MBA student gets a career coach and Tiffany is your career coach. But this is so this is from an outsider's perspective, Jerry. I see Jerry, you as one of the best connectors within the entire cohort. You are someone who cares about other people. You are someone who that a lot of people look up to. And all, the way that you connect is in such a genuine way that it's very obvious to outsiders. And your connection to others is great in the class. And, you know, you talked about wanting to connect with other people and building relationships you're networking with the entire class and you're building trust with all of the entire class, which I think is a really wonderful thing and a feather in your cap for sure. And I'm glad it's Paul that pointed that out because I am a little bit biased. I know you a little bit better. And so that observation is easy for me having spent time with you. I really appreciated that you just highlighted that we as humans can smell an agenda from a mile away, right? Before you even open your mouth, sometimes it's obvious that somebody's coming with an agenda. I think there's also a skill set here that is maybe a little less obscure or nuanced in networking, and that's you don't have to start with your narrative. You don't have to start with an elevator pitch, everybody calls it, this thing that creates beads of sweat on our forehead just thinking about giving. Jerry, you start with a question. You start inviting them into the conversation. Give me an example of some of the basic questions that work for you. What do you ask people? I believe that everyone have a hobby, something they really like, something they really dislike. I feel those are good points to bond with someone. So most of the time, just getting to someone and talking about them, their hobbies, what they like to do outside of their job, just getting a different perspective of someone. I got the opportunity during working experiences to talk about a cons with a consultant. The conversation seemed kind of, I wouldn't say boring, but I would say they lacked engagement and you could feel in the people uh, standing in that circle that no one was really paying attention. But the moment you actually start, start talking about sports, about cricket, about what that person likes is when you actually get a genuine reaction from them. This can vary from person to person. Again, like everyone has something they like, something they hate. I feel like that's when you can get to know more about someone when you listening to what they have to say. Yeah, even in the cohort, I can tell you for from everyone I've met, 
that I know something that bothers them. And I know something that makes them genuinely happy and something they are putting effort for. And I feel like these are good ways to start talking about it, just getting to them and getting to, to know them more than just knowing the sector they're working for or what they are doing in their professional time. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that finding out what people like or dislike does not come from talking about your MBA assignments or talking about the latest analysis that you just did on something or something very business oriented. I would guess that it comes from just human to human connection. Am I right? Yes, that's that's the best way to actually build a relationship with someone. And something I didn't know until I arrived here. Again, whenever I hear the word networking, it's it was always the same, the same image, just very professional setting and no one really talking about something that excites them. That's not that's not the reality. It can be a lot more different things and a lot of different opportunities to to grow and to learn from someone. And you talked about this learning kind of when you got here and you got here from Mexico. So you've seen this from two very different cultural lenses. Tell me a bit about what networking looks like in Mexico. What is its persona and what do people know about it there? That word maybe is not as common in the Mexican setting when going to, to other people. But when I first started my professional journey, I started working with my family and from there, there were more activities, more businesses and other people that I got to meet. Actually, there's a story about when my, I was doing an agency, a tractor agency with my uncle. We we're starting this business and he got to meet different stakeholders. And one of them was this CEO, this uh, business owner. She had put her entire life in order to, to make Chihuahua, where I come from, so known to everyone through books, through experiences and she had a beautiful outlook of, on life, right? But when I first started, got to her business, there were some issues here and there with family consulting wise. I could see some friction even between her, her son and her daughter. And I was working with my family in this regard too. So I just told her, told her that most of the problems in family business are similar between sectors, something that can be the same problem, just the difference is the number of zeros in the account. And I was talking to her about this, this perspective, and that everyone has a profile in a family business. And I was telling her all of this, and she just looked at me and told me, how old are you? And I asked, I told her, no, well, I'm 22. She says, huh, my son is 30, 34, and he doesn't know that. <laughs> and <laughs> just... Listening to that reaction and being a genuine thing that she said to me actually opened my mind to know that perhaps I know something different than other people, something that I can supply to a topic that perhaps can help. And from there, I that I was more into getting to see other perspective, perspectives, other ways to do things and to perhaps apply what I know in order to help these people. And the only way to do it is actually learning what pains them, what they think about. I'm going to create 
a rule, I think, out of what you just said. The number one rule of networking that I've heard from you is that when you start, put away with the business agenda, put that aside, and simply find a shared human experience. That's going to be different for everyone. But if you come at it from that lens and build from there, which is a reversal of what we often think networking needs to be. I need to have my pitch and it needs to be about what I'm doing professionally and I've got to do all this business speak. Put that aside. Rule number one, put it aside and connect with a human. Would you agree? Actually, I don't think I could have put it in better words. It's a great way to to say it and it's true. Before business, before work, just talking to that person and finding that connection a thing common that you both like can go a long way for that conversation to actually open up. So let's talk a bit tactically. If that's the goal, if we're going into whatever situation, knowing we're going to need to build connections, AKA network, how are you prepping for that? That is interesting because Paul actually mentioned different things that he was uh, advising us. For example, try to have topics to talk about. Uh, what is happening in the world. The, re the reality is that, again, personally, if I come with something prepared, with a script, so to say, of some sort of questions to be based on, it is harder for me because I don't know the cues to ask those questions or when to say them, how, maybe. Just arriving there and maybe getting to the conversation, starting with an easier question, and see where the conversation goes from. Because the reality is that everyone would prefer the first question in any conversation to be an easier one than something technical professional. That's, yes. that's for sure. Yes. Again, that's... we're back to that shared experience. Y'all are anxious. We're None of us really find this comfortable. So why not help each other out and start with an easy question? I'm gonna share what I thought about with talking about this with the class. I think some people need to be really prepared for things. They need to have a to-do list. They need to go through things. You know, Jerry, you made a really interesting comment in class. You said, I do nothing. I want to just show up as who I am and let that be good and start with an easy question. A question that I personally love, and I shared this with the class, I love to ask people, if you had the whole day free to yourself, what would you do? It's so easy because it's tapping into like their true passions, their true interests. And if let's say they want to go snowboarding or they want to go for a walk or a hike or they want to go play with their kids or do whatever, it lends into the easiness of the conversation, just exactly what you're talking about. And I just wanted to add that of that question, just getting them to start talking about things they love and that they're passionate about. So easy to continue the conversation after that. I had a student uh, talk about the awkwardness of breaking into a conversation. So you're at a networking event, people already have established groups. It is really awkward to like nose your way in smoothly. And so the question was, how do I even do that? Uh, and my response, when we go back to this kind of easing in and having it be comfortable and this shared experience of walking up to someone and saying, can I break in here? I don't know how to do that smoothly. If anybody knows how to do that, can can you tell me? Like this, this admittance that there is awkwardness on all sides. So why don't we just call it out? Why don't we just start a conversation with that way and see what snowballs from there? 
don't know. I don't think is... it needs to be. Go ahead, yeah, Jerry. No, I I agree. That is a, a great way even to start just by saying the elephant room. Everyone is anxious. I don't know how to get here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ask questions. I'm gonna be here and try to improve. <laughs> agree. Actually, uh, Paul mentioned something very interesting in class, and it's just uh he got two people in front of one another and talk about body language. And sometimes there's a conversation between two people and you know you cannot enter. And those are cues that, that sometimes it's easier to miss. We have all gotten into a conversation that we cannot interrupt and we are basically not talking to anyone of the people we are right to. Just looking at the body language and seeing if two people are a bit more open to enter, that actually helped me a bit, gave me a cue of how to deal with that. Because, yeah, my system is more like what you were saying, Tiffany, and just getting there. And I don't know what I'm doing here. I I, I like this. <laughs> I've been working here, but okay, this is this is what I <laughs> what I like and what I am here for. You make a really good point in that when we're really nervous, there's easy things to miss. Things that we would have picked up on if we weren't in a high anxiety state is easy to miss when we are a bit anxiety riddled. So taking a breath and making sure that we're catching those nuances for sure. Mm -hmm. Networking is a long game, Jerry. It's, and you know that you've talked about that. It is about building relationships, kind of one conversation at a time. What's your networking long game? What I believe in is that if I'm building a connection with someone, I try to be long lasting. Someone I can get to and talk about anything in a calm manner and perhaps that's the best way to keep relationships in the long run. Just not going again with a set of plan or a set of topics to talk about, but just getting to know the person and trying to be to have a genuine conversation and keep this the same way for as long as possible. That's what I would like as a general plan in the future. I hear sustainability. I want to build relationships that are sustainable. And you are all learning so much about business sustainability. I would bet the core concepts on what makes a business or an idea sustainable is very similar to what makes a relationship sustainable. So before we go to the lightning round, I just want a little bit of advice from you, someone clearly very talented at this relationship and connection game. What advice do you have for others that find this, which is most everyone, uncomfortable? So being yourself, try to, uh, we go a bit in storytelling in that case, just telling a story, doesn't matter if it's fun or something you like. If someone sees passion in what you're saying, they are going to be into the conversation. And more than that, try to get the other person to talk about what they like. That's sometimes easier. And once again, you get someone to, to tell their point of view. Sometimes that's all you need to actually get a conversation and get it to become a long running one. Yeah. Hot tip. It takes the pressure off of you if you get them to talk about them that's in a situation good. where it feels high pressure, take some off of yourself. All right, Jerry, want to do a lightning round? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't really get to say no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jerry, what part of your career story has given you the biggest boost? Meeting people from different backgrounds and actually getting to help with them, getting to work with them. Yes, that gave me a lot of experiences and methodologies, new ones. Mm. 
What's one thing you wish you had learned sooner? Programming. Uh, and service is so important to Paul and I. So we're always curious to hear how service is going to show up for you in the coming week. In that regard, I've heard that a lot of people are having issues with networking. So anything that can help them and I feel open everyone up for conversation. And I feel like that's the best way to support my cohort and my community. Just trying to everyone to be themselves and be relaxed. And I hope they take you up on that because you are a really comfortable, safe place for someone to practice networking. Paul, do you have a Paul's question? I do. Jerry, my understanding is, is that you are an incredible chess player. I need to know, what is it about chess that's so interesting to you? And do you have a person in the chess world that you like to pay attention to? Hmm. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I I am into chess because everyone has their own way to present themselves, different ways to play, different tactics, different. And you can actually get to know someone through the way they, they, they play chess, the way they make decisions. Personally, in the chess world, I follow the most is Magnus Carlsen, the current ex-world chess, chess champion. And actually, he's been said that he doesn't have a style. He works in every possible way and he's able to just counteract any any way other people play and i feel like that's a very interesting way to to deal with things in a world where everyone has their style just being able to work with work with the other person and find find a way around that it's very interesting and something i really like about chess there are a lot of ways to present yourself so for anyone who is building a relationship with jerry Here's your hot tip for Jerry is talk about chess or get Jerry to talk about chess. Cause I'm not entirely sure I could hold up my half of that conversation, but I would let you carry it. <laughs> if you are okay with a, a two or three hour conversation about chess. <laughs> um, and... Oh, Jerry, you have been such a joy to have here. And while you are really easy to talk to, which certainly makes this a joy, you are also so naturally gifted at this, skill of relationship building and it's a skill that so many find a challenge and anxiety creating mm -hmm. at the very beginning you talked about being someone who really enjoys helping people solve problems and especially problems maybe they didn't even know they had and to be effective at that you have to be someone who creates this comfortable safe encouraging fun positive smart space and you do that so incredibly naturally. So thank you for sharing that gift with us. Thank you for sharing your tips with others. And I just, every time we get a chance to chat is a good day for me. So thank you for being here, Jerry. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. We can't thank Jerry enough for showing up just truly as he is. And I think that's the, the perfect thing for him. We talked about this kind of off, off air, I'm using air quotes, off air, after the recording of the podcast, we talked about just showing up as the best that you can in that moment. There's no idea of perfection. It's just truly just showing up as who you are. My three key takeaways for this episode, this was actually very easy. Um, I have three things. We all do networking differently. Building relationships could be meeting a colleague or a classmate 
over a coffee and just asking them how they're doing. It could also be going to a networking event. It could also be doing an information gathering interview, learning about an industry that you're interested in. Networking is different for every person. What we're doing when we network is we build a network of support. We're building relationships with people that if we have a question, we can ask them. If we need help with something, we can ask them. We can be support for other people. Why can't just networking be building relationships and building that network of support? And the third one is listen to what people have to say and ask questions about that. Being a great active listener is a really key part of being a great networker. Listen to what they're saying, hear what they're saying, and expand on it. People love talking about their interests, what they do. Build great questions around that. Thanks very much for listening, and we hope you can tune in again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Career Boosters podcast. Looking for more insights to elevate your professional, personal, and career growth? We've got the boost you need. Join myself and Paul next time for more actionable advice and real-world stories. And remember, subscribe wherever you enjoy podcasts, ensuring you catch every tip and tactic to boost your career journey. See you next time.